are Locked On Cowboys, your daily Dallas Cowboys podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome back to the Locked On Cowboys podcast. I am Marcus Mosher. He is Landon McCool. And today we are previewing the Cowboys round one playoff game against the San Francisco 49ers. But before we do that, Landon, how are you doing today? Good. Uh, I, I heard that they were remaking Quantum Leap, which is one of my favorite shows from the 90s. And I figured that I would let Ziggy just bump me back into this moment in time when this guy is about to yell, how about them Cowboys? And I thought it was very appropriate for uh, the game this weekend. I like it. I like it a lot. This is the best backdrop I've seen so far. Uh, all right. So before we get to this game, we should talk about some uh, some news that happened on Friday. The yeah. uh, All-Pro voters released uh, their first-team All-Pro list. Uh, and three Dallas Cowboys made the list. It's Zach Martin at right guard. It's Micah Parsons at linebacker. And it's Trevon Diggs at cornerback. First and foremost, Landon, does that surprise you that those three guys made it? No, I mean, simply uh, Zach Martin is the perennial all pro guard as far as I'm concerned. So uh, you can go ahead and pencil him in for most seasons that he starts. Uh, I, Trayvon Diggs, obviously, with the performance that he had this year, it's kind of hard to make an argument uh, against him uh, with, 11, with 11 interceptions and, and, you know, and just having kind of an overall mm-hmm. very good season in the secondary. Uh, and then obviously Micah Parsons has been an absolute terror and has been a, a defensive player of the year candidate throughout the season uh, as a rookie. So it wasn't too surprising that he ended up uh, on the all pro list, all well-deserved uh, and kudos to everyone. All right. So let's, let's start with Martin. I, this one was pretty clear, right? I'm looking at the yep. votes right now. He got for the right guards, 46 of the 50 votes. Seems pretty unanimous to me, right? Yeah. It's not surprising. Not surprising at all. Uh, all right, linebacker, Micah Parsons, 46 of the 50 votes. Uh, they voted three linebackers in. Uh, Micah Parsons, 46 votes. T- Darius Leonard, 44 votes. Devondre Campbell, 18. Um, again, not surprising at all that Parsons got such a big number. I think for me it's kind of surprising that he didn't get 50, I guess, right? Yeah, yeah. I mean, honestly, he's he's you know taking the lead by storm. It's, again, a defensive player of the year uh, candidate throughout the season. It was not surprising that he made this list. It is a little surprising it wasn't unanimous. Yeah. Uh, and then Trevon Diggs. That's that's the big one, right? A lot of people are going to uh, put up a fight about Trevon Diggs. He got 33 of the 50 votes. Jalen Ramsey got 32. J.C. Jackson got 25. A.J. Terrell, 8. Uh, so he was the leading vote getter for cornerbacks. Is that surprising to you? Uh, you know, look, I mean, uh, people can make the, the arguments against them uh, uh, all they want, but I mean, he's impacted the game in such a way that like, it's hard to ignore, uh, you know, so I'm not that shocked. I mean, his impact has been pretty well discussed throughout the year. Uh, and, you know, despite some that are claiming that, you know, the, some of us are saying that he's infallible. <laughs> I, I think that he, yeah. he has given up a bunch of yards, but I, I don't think that that diminishes the return that we got from him with all the, the, the past deflected, the, the interceptions. So, yeah, I mean, to me, uh, you know, we can tamper all you want the excitement about Trayvon Diggs, but I, I think it's hard to argue that he's yeah. played at least statistically one of the best seasons of the entire year at cornerback. I'm going to speak outside of both sides of my mouth. And that's not that uncommon if you listen to this podcast. So don't, <laughs> don't get too out. Uh, so, 
all pro voting is the best way to determine who are the best players in the NFL, right? Like you look at the all pro list, pretty good indicator of the best players in the league, right? At the same time, I know how this all pro voting thing works out. Like they send you an email and they give you like a checklist of names and you just check off who you want to vote for and they'll put the stats like right next to it. There's a good chance that a lot of player, a, a lot of the, yeah. players, a lot of the voters not aren't necessarily digging into the pro football focused numbers. They're not back going back and looking at the tape, seeing where Diggs might not have had a good game or where he's given up a lot of yards. So I, I get why he made it. If he didn't, I wouldn't have had a, a problem with it either. I think it's just turnovers are such a big thing, and that's what voters care about, right? And what's what teams care about? Teams care about guys that can take the ball away. So I get it. I mean, look, here's the other problem with all pro voting. I mean, what's the team that you're assembling? What's what's the scheme that they're running? Yeah. Because you know, and I know I hate to be that guy, but 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 my team's cornerbacks are asked to do a whole set of different things than another team's cornerbacks are. So. I don't know. I mean, you know, they, this team puts a priority on taking the ball away. Mm-hmm. They would rather them take the ball away than, you know, and then then attempt to try to never give up a pass, you know? Like, so, for instance, if the Cowboys give up 150 yards to Debo Samuel this week, but Diggs gets two interceptions, who cares? I promise you they'll take that trade off all day. Absolutely. Yeah. And that's the trade off that they've been taking basically all season. So, yeah. Uh, yeah, I think that's why it's difficult for me to get upset or, you know, kind of take any of this stuff too seriously because, you know, ultimately performance is based on what you are, uh, are asked to do. And these guys are kind of all coached to do a, a wide variety of things. It's, it's kind of a difficult thing to parse who's the best at what they're asked to do when they're all asked to do different things. Thank you. Uh, all right. Some other guys that received votes for the Cowboys that didn't actually win the award or make the team. Uh, Tyron Smith got a vote. I, I find that one kind of interesting because this was not Tyron's best year and yeah. he missed a lot of time. Uh, 46 votes went to Trent Williams, who we'll likely see this week, by the way. Yep. Uh, and then Brian Anger got 18 votes, uh, first team punter. Uh, didn't win it because AJ Cole of my Las Vegas Raiders uh, got 21 votes. So there you go. That's all the players for the Cowboys that were nominated. A- anybody I'm else a- that should have made the list or should have got some votes? I'm I'm surprised Anger was the punter. I mean, honestly, he's had such an incredible season. Um, the Raiders have just punted more, so. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, no, I think that that's that's a solid yeah, list. It feels I mean, right. You know, it's it, it it yeah. I mean, look, I think every year Cowboys fans look at the All Pro list and go, only oh, this number, but it's. I mean, this is three feels. Like, like you said, as far as these lists go, the All Pro list is to me the most reliably good. Uh, it, it, it if I not- set if I set a total like. Before today, on the number of all pro guys, we would have said two and a half, right? Probably felt like yeah. the right number. They got three, which maybe is a little bit more than they should, depending on what you think of Diggs. But feels it feels right to me, Landon. Yeah, it's not outrageous. I mean, like no one can make the case that it's outrageous that Diggs became an all pro. No. You know what I'm saying? Like you no. can make an argument for somebody else, and that's fine. Yeah, but it certainly isn't like you know an outrage that the guy that led the league in interceptions is of the all pro. Yeah, I mean, if J.C. Jackson would have made it over Diggs, we wouldn't be coming on the show today No, complaining. I mean, it's just a lot of good corners in the league. Diggs had a weird year, which he had a lot of turnovers, gave up a lot of yards, but for the Cowboys it made sense. And I think whenever you see an 11 next to interceptions, probably going to be a, a you know somebody who gets consideration for the award, right? 
Yeah, I mean, I, I, look, I, I just I don't think this is a controversial. Honestly. No, I don't. I don't think so either. Uh, all right, let's uh, let's get to the game preview, Lana. But before we do that, we want to tell you guys about OnlineGambling.com. If you don't know already, OnlineGambling.com is a website dedicated to giving betters the edge throughout the playoffs. They're providing you with the best NFL tips, news, and more to help you make your bets as informed as ever. The experts at OnlineGambling.com want Landon. Uh, to put on his own little challenge and come up with an early Super Bowl prediction just to see how right he is. So, Landon, what's your early Super Bowl prediction for this year? My early Super Bowl prediction this year is that an NFC team will win the Super Bowl. Okay, that's not <laughs> what we are looking for, but that's close enough. Uh, do you want to say Packers? Yeah, no, I want to say Cowboys, but <laughs> I, I will say Packers because uh, I'm putting – you're asking me to put money on it, so – yeah. All right, well, that's fine. I, I, I kind of agree with you. I think an NFC team's going to win. I'm going Packers-Titans in the Super Bowl. Um, but if you're planning on placing a bet during the NFL playoffs, make sure you head over to OnlineGambling.com before you do that. OnlineGambling.com gives betters the edge by providing the best and most trusted experience online all day, every day. That includes their OG tip section where you'll find their own Super Bowl picks as well as the inside track on how to beat the odds throughout the NFL playoffs. Make sure you visit onlinegambling.com slash NFL for all the latest gambling news, tips, and info to beat the odds and give you the edge throughout the playoffs. Remember, onlinegambling.com slash NFL. We also want to tell you guys about GetUpside. Our listeners are making up to 25 cents for every single gallon of gas every time they fill up. Just download the free GetUpside app in the App Store or Google Play right now and use promo code TOUCHDOWN and get a bonus 25 cents per gallon on your first fill up. That's up to 50 cents cash back. Don't pay full price at the pump anymore. Get cash back using GetUpside. You can cash out anytime to your bank account, PayPal, or e-gift card. Just download the free GetUpside app and use promo code TOUCHDOWN to get a to get up to 50 cents per gallon cash back on your first tank. That is promo code TOUCHDOWN. All right, let's talk about the Cowboys offense against the 49ers defense. And I really think this just starts up front, right? If the Cowboys can block the 49ers pass rush, they should put up as a bunch of points. Is it really as simple as that? No, it's not probably as just as simple as that. But I do think that, you know, there is a strong argument to be made that if the Cowboys can find a way to score points early, that they can make San Francisco one dimensional. Uh, and that that's, you know, obviously a, a game script that is a winning one for the Cowboys. Um you know, I, I I don't know if it's going to be as straightforward or as easy as trying to just score a whole bunch of points early. And, and, and uh, you know, it's it's as simple as that. I mean, I think obviously San Francisco is aware of that kind of game script. Yeah. The, San Francisco is aware of what of what uh, uh, other teams have done to the Cowboys earlier to kind of limit the passing game. So, you know, there I think that there is an opportunity well, not an opportunity. There is a chance that they come out in very uh, uh, pass-minded uh, defenses, shell coverages, trying to mix things up too. on post-snap. Yeah. And if that's the case, then the Cowboys may need to run the football in order to kind of get them into a spot where they See, have better chances of throwing down the field. That's my fear, is that the 49ers want to turn this into a running game. And I just don't know that sure. Cowboys can do that as consistently as the 49ers can. Well, the, I don't think that – I, I think that the Cowboys can be put 
can make this a running game and then turn it back into a passing game a lot easier than the 49ers can, I guess is what I, yeah. I'm getting at is that if it's this, if they get into a running game, a running game, and then the 49ers have to commit the resources to, you know, stop the run. Uh, I think the Cowboys you know, suddenly get much more advantageous, you know, coverages and as good as, as, as uh, Shanahan has been, at kind of making everything look the same and, and running, you know, pass plays that look like run plays and that sort of thing. I think as soon as, you know, you get into more cover three or cover one looks uh, to try, you know, to kind of compensate for what you need to load into the box to stop the run, that's when Dak is going to really going to be able to take advantage. So I think even if the 49ers tried to make this a, a, a run game, you know, with shell coverage up front, uh, the Cowboys would, would would be able to get them out of it. I don't know if they would be able to beat them in a game where both teams are only able to run the football, yeah. uh, and that's the whole thing. But I do think that the Cowboys, you know, are good enough versus the run that they will force San Francisco's hand into coming back down. That's what they want to do, anyways. Like they don't want to play this too high shell and 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 mix up the coverages. That's just not their game. They've got two safeties that want to come downhill, that want to make tackles in mm-hmm. the box. They're physical safeties. They're not necessarily coverage guys. So, uh, I think for the Cowboys, if you have to force them to come down to into the box, that works too. Because ultimately, uh, uh, you, you're going to get the coverage looks you want. And at the end of the day, what they are going to want to do, they're not going to want to play left-handed all game. They're, they're just because the Cowboys. Uh, have struggled a little bit more versus uh, a different type of defense than what they run doesn't mean that they're going to want to go in there and try to play left-handed the whole time and play a different type of defense than what they're kind of comfortable doing. Ultimately, at the end of the day, they're going to want to rush four, drop seven, play a lot of cover three and a lot of cover one. And if that's the case, the Cowboys are going to have an advantage on on offense. Do you think we'll see a lot of... I don't want to say max protect because I don't think we'll see that, but like seven-man protections, just let Amari and CD try to cook these guys down the field? I think San Francisco's in trouble if Dallas gets into run formations and throws out of it, you know, because well, that's if, the thing. if they can run, if they can run at 12 and just yeah. play and again, I know Blake Jarwin and Dalton Schultz aren't great blockers, but if you can just line those guys up on the right-hand side and just put more bodies around like a Nick Bosa and, you know, Armstead, that's probably the way for the Cowboys to control the line of scrimmage and win this game. Right. Look for GT, look for power, look for plays where you're asking your tight end to down block on a defensive end and then guards and tackles are coming around to the outside with Pollard behind them. You know, that's another reason I think you brought up a really good point. One of the reasons that they wanted to to get Pollard right for this game is he's going to be able to attack the edge on some of those outside runs a lot. And in order to kind of come down and and, and figure out a way to get a a defender into that alley, what are they going to have to do, Marcus? They're going to have to drop a safety. When they drop a safety, that's when you go up over the top and, and, and take advantage of them. Um, all right, let's 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 talk a little bit more about the Cowboys offense. So do you think this is a Tony Pollard game or an Ezekiel Elliott game or both? I think it's both. I mean, I think it's a 50-50 situation here. Um, it, it's, it's, you know, it's one of those things where I think that you're going to have value in getting both of them. I, you know, I want them to try to make San Francisco one-dimensional. Um, but I think that, you know, if, if they need to run the football in order to get them into, uh, you know, advantageous passing situations, you're going to need both Zeke and Pollard. Cause I think Pollard is going to be the one to threaten the big plays on the outside to make them kind of, you know, really run the pursuit. I kind of think then, Pollard should be like the early down back. Yeah, maybe. Yeah. And maybe let, that's not the handle short yardage 
passing down work and blocking. And, and then, you know, if you need him every once in a while to run on a second and five, whatever. But I, I think that's how they – I think the 49ers would be terrified if Pollard's getting a majority of the carries in the backfield. Does that make sense? Yeah, I mean, I, I think that the, – yeah, I think that they should just run however they need to, you know, like it, 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 whatever they f- feel like the advantage is in game. Like they shouldn't like commit pregame to that. But I do think that, yeah, if, if Pollard is getting the, the lion's share of the, the, the carries, that probably means that they found something that is continually working. So yeah. I, I, I'm on board with that for sure. Okay. Uh, I, I think that the Cowboys need to think about throwing – early on in, in early downs i, I think yeah. getting into qu- the quick game early getting to advantageous uh you know uh, chain situations that's going to help the cowboys across the board whether it's in the running game to you know run to get first downs yeah. or in the passing game when teams are having to commit to the short yardage situations and being able yeah. to throw over the top i think that that, that getting into getting ahead of the chains is going to be really important for the cowboys and i think that they're going to have a good advantage, a good way to do that uh, against this defense since they aren't, you know, exactly, uh, they're not sticky in coverage. So you should be able to get quick slants, early stuff going and get some good yardage. Going. I think this should be a game in which like Dalton Schultz and Blake Chow would do a lot of work on first down, right? Like, yeah. and it doesn't have to be big plays, but like if you can get six yards on first down on a little, you know, a little pass in the middle on a little sit route, or you run the play action bootleg and, you know, the rollout and you hit Schultz for seven. Like getting into second and three and second and four is going to win wins this game for the Cowboys. If if they're one of these ones where it's first down run and now it's second and nine, second down pass for two yards, now it's third and seven, they're going to lose this game. I'm, like the 49ers are going to crush them by just being able to tee off. And the Cowboys will convert some of those and it's, it's whatever. But you're not going to make a living against this team in third and long. You're just not. Yeah, I think that's a bad situation to be. I, I, I mean, listen, I think that this is this isn't Denver though. You know, like I, I think you can you can win on third and long if you can block it up. Yeah. But but I, I agree that you, that's a situation you don't want to get into because that provides an opportunity for guys like Bosa to kind of really yep. tee off and do what they do. And now you have to, you know, commit resources to blocking him, and that means less resources on the receiving end. So obviously, you want to avoid third and long if possible. Yep. Uh, but it's also not, you know, the end of the, the the it's not a give up and punt situation just because you get into those situations. They should just be avoided because it's going to make your life a lot easier. Big game for Lyle Collins. This is why you pay yeah. him all that money. Is it, We don't expect you to be perfect against Bosa, like not to shut him out. He's going to win reps and that kind of stuff. But he needs to play a really good game in this one. And if he does, the Cowboys will probably win. Like if that Cowboys block Bosa and Armstead up front, They'll probably win this game, but if they let those guys hang around, make plays, cause Dak to feel uncomfortable in the pocket, they're going to struggle. So, I agree. I think that they have to find have a plan for them early and and working around them. But I think that there's lots of ways to do that. You know, I think that you know whether it's it's running at them, it's it's uh, uh, you know attacking in the quick game, it's just to kind of neutralize them a yeah. little bit. And then, and then you know, like we said, some of the max protect stuff when you need you know longer developing routes to get down the field. The Cowboys have answers here that they can avail themselves of. I think that, you know, when you look at the situation as can't you know, do the Cowboys succeed against running gener- uh, against the San Francisco run game generically, do the Cowboys succeed uh, uh, against blocking up the, the pass rushers generically? I think that's what we kind of yep. get all kind of myopic and worried about the situation. But if you look at the individual matchups and the way that they play, I do think the Cowboys have lots of spots where they can, you know, take advantage of the 49ers. 
Uh, all right, let's take one more quick break so I can tell you guys about Bet Online. Bet Online would like to wish you a new happy betting new year uh, as we continue the march to the playoffs and beyond. Bet Online remains the number one spot for all of your sports wagering action for 2022. It's a new year and a new updated desktop and mobile website for you to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Just use promo code LOCKEDON to get started. From football, basketball, hockey, boxing, and UFC, right to your favorite Vegas casino games, don't wait to take advantage of all the amazing offers available for the 2022 season. BetOnline is the fastest and easiest way to wager on all of your favorite sports. We also want to tell you guys about Built Bar. Uh, it's the new year. We've got New Year's resolutions. Hopefully, you're still sticking to yours. If yours is about getting healthier, consider trying Built Bar. Built Bar is a protein bar that tastes just like a candy bar, or maybe even better than a candy bar. Built Bar makes it easy for you to stick to your resolutions because you'll want to eat them, and they are good for you. Most Built Bars only contain 130 calories. They're 100% covered in real chocolate, and it's 4 grams of sugar, 4 net carbs, with 17 grams of protein. We've got so many great flavors right now. Coconut almond, peanut butter brownie, raspberry uh, cookies and cream, salted caramel, mint brownie, and so many more. Go to Built.com and use promo code LOCK15 and you'll get 15% off your order. Use promo code LOCK15 for 15% off at Built.com. All right, let's talk about the Cowboys' defense against the 49ers offense. And Landon, all week, I just could not get the game, the, the 49er Packer playoff game from a couple years ago out of my mind. The game where the, the 49ers ran for 300 yards and Garoppolo threw like eight passes. Why will this game be different than that one? I think the Cowboys are better at stopping the run when they can commit to it than the Packers were that day, to be, to be honest. Yeah. And I think that, you know, with Micah Parsons back in the game, playing more off ball linebacker uh, and, and resources committed to it. I, I, that's the thing is that I'll take my chances committing my resources to stopping the run and having Jimmy G, you know, try to dissect us through the play action pass. Like I'll, I'll take my chances there. Uh, I think that the key is, is to not make them not allow them the gimmies, you know, because that's ultimately what Sh- Shanahan's trying to do is 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 give Jimmy the G stands for gimmies and Jimmy G, right? <laughs> what Shanahan's trying to do is is set up simple plays that can get big yards that make easy throws, yak situations, uh, you know, schemed open situations, you know, co- zone coverage beaters specifically. You know, those are the those are the ways that they want to get Jimmy easy completions and easy chain moving so that they can get into the red zone and then try to, you know, they have a whole different set of things they can do. So the Cowboys have got to make it hard for him. They just can't let him have them have the simple things. If that means over committing to the run, uh, then then the Cowboys need to do that, you know, because I, I agree. We, what you can't allow is for uh, a, a track meet on the ground. Yeah. And I think the Cowboys can prevent that if they if they're willing to, you know, commit the resources to it and then i like the cowboys chances in that kind of game where both teams are committed to stopping the run and then giving up passing yards if, if that's the case for both sides i trust dak to navigate that much more than i trust jimmy jimmy G. yeah uh, garoppolo if you can force him to throw the ball without play action he's not a very good quarterback yeah when he has a threat of a run game and they can use play action and then get debo samuel and george kittle in space that's when they're really dangerous. And the yeah. Cowboys have won one of the least efficient tackling teams in the league. The 49ers are number one in yards after the catch. 
it's really going to come down to tackling. Can they put guys on the ground, or is this going to be one of those days where they just really struggle to to make plays in space? I think that's really as simple to, as it is. Um, I want to go to the Cowboys' defensive line. Do you think they can generate a pass rush in this game with their front four against Trent Williams, Alex Mack, Lakin Tomlinson? They just have a really good offensive line. Yeah, I mean, I think the key there is to just run more of those kind of five O looks, right? Yeah. And man up each one of those guys, and then you know, trying to get going on stunts and twists inside, you know, break things up, have uh, 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 Parsons attack the middle of the of the of the offensive line, whether as a as a as a as a you know the the guy who's going and knocking the guard off off the guy, or as the looper himself. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I feel like those are the opportunities that the Cowboys will have to get after the quarterback. I think that they will have some success there, especially if they have to, uh, if they can put them into third and long situations. Trent Williams is Trent Williams. Yeah. I think, you know, you just got to understand that that's, you know, you'll probably throw a body at him and then, and then, you know, hope that you can find a way to isolate the rest of that offensive line and get some, uh, some pressure that way. Uh, I do think the Cowboys will be able to get pressure on, on Jimmy, um, if they get into a situations that are known passing situations, even with Trent Williams out there, uh, because, you know, simply because they, they, they have relied on the opportunity to run the football, to set up the passing game. And I think that's where their tackles and their guards feel most comfortable is, is pass blocking off of play action. If they have to get into a third and long or a shotgun situation or a situation where they're, they, you know, it's a known passing situation. Uh, I really think that the Cowboys can take advantage of that. This is a game. I'd like to see a lot of double a gap looks for the Cowboys like put two guys over the center that's where Garoppolo struggles and if he gets pressure in his face he panics more than I think any other quarterback in the league right he just doesn't have the mobility to get outside of the pocket and make plays he doesn't stand in the pocket and make a lot of throws so if you can pressure him up the middle you can have a lot of success but how does that impact you in the run game it's taking away linebackers on wide zones how does it impact you across the middle when it comes to tackling Kittle and Debo Samuel that's that's the trade-off here, but uh, I think you almost have to blitz Garoppolo, right? Yeah, I mean, here's the other thing, too. Garoppolo is still dealing with the bad thumb. So you're going to have a lot of opportunity to swipe at that ball and get it out of his hands. Uh, and, and the Cowboys have been pretty good about that. So, uh, yeah, I, I think that you know any time that they can attack him in his face, that's obviously good. But I think that there's also going to be opportunities for Randy and for D-Law yep. to be coming around the edge and just swipe that ball out of his hand as he's getting ready to throw the football. All right, prediction time. What do you got? This is a tough matchup for the Cowboys. There's just no way around it. I mean, I think that even uh, they may have easier matchups down the road if they can get through this one, uh, simply because of the the whole conversation we've had that style makes fights, right? But at the end of the day, like, I just trust Dak Prescott more than I trust Jimmy Garoppolo, and especially a hurt Jimmy Garoppolo. Uh, you know, Trent Williams, I would assume, is playing in this game, but he Sounds still like, yeah. won't be. He still won't be 100. percent um, I think that the Cowboys, you know, we've been worried all week about the Cowboys' ability to stop the run. I think if the Cowboys commit the resources to it, they can do it. They had a, 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 a padded practice on Wednesday, which I think was really, really important and shouldn't be overlooked because I think mm-hmm. they're getting ready for the physicality that has to happen in order to play. I think you're going to, you know, this is the time that you're going to see a lot of these things slightly change because it's playoff time now. Now it's real, you know, it's so I think you're going to see maybe a a kind of unusual mix of run and pass on the offense for the Cowboys. And then how they deploy the defenders uh, will be interesting, too, just to kind of stop specifically what San Francisco is doing. So I'm going to pick the Cowboys. You know, it's funny. 
I, I was looking through some of the previous games that these teams have played in the playoff, and they all kind of end in this 30 to 20-ish, yeah. you know, kind of thing. Yeah. So this morning on WFA, I picked the Cowboys to win 35 to 28. But I think the game will be closer than that. I think you know, yeah. it'll be a, probably a touchdown late, you know, that 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 pulls the, the Cowboys ahead. Uh, I think the Cowboys are the better team here. Uh, I think it may not always look like that throughout this game simply because of all the, the intangible parts of this. Uh, but I, I do expect them to be able to pull this out by the end of the game. This is, of all the games the Cowboys play this year, the most important game on the schedule of getting off to a fast start. Because if you play behind against the 49ers, it's really hard to come back because of that running game in the pass rush. So if the Cowboys can start quick, and what I mean by quick is even even if this is a game where on the first drive you get a field goal and then on the next drive it's a touchdown yeah. and you're up 10-3 sure. to three or something like that, like where you can play, for lack of a better word, ahead of the sticks or ahead of the chains, I think they will win this game. I, I just I get nervous if all of a sudden, Landon, it's 14-3 49ers and the Cowboys offense is kind of stuck in mud. That's where I get nervous, right? Um, so yeah. we'll see. I'm hoping Kellen Moore with some extra time off uh, has got the offense ready to go. They've got some tricks up their sleeves. If the offense does slow down, they kind of help give it a jolt. I think this game is going to be close. Um, because I want the Cowboys to win, I'm picking the 49ers, let's say 27-21. How's that for a score prediction? Well, I mean, that works. If they're, if they're going to – magically win uh that by that score i'll take it um all right so the next time we talk we'll either be getting ready for the divisional round of the playoffs probably going to tampa to play tom brady or we'll be looking ahead to the off season which it's going to be a long off season if the cowboys lose in the first round of the playoffs so uh quite the quite the different outcomes that we're going to have here on sunday night monday morning so uh, enjoy the game cowboys fans it's been a long time since we've had a playoff game, what the last playoff game was 2018 against the Rams, right? That sounds right, yeah. Yeah, Jared Goff was good back then, remember, guys? Um, mm. Yeah, C.J. Anderson was still in the league. Todd Gurley was still in the league. And that's been a, been a long time. So enjoy it. We'll be back here Sunday night or Monday morning to break it all down. See you guys next time. How about them, Cowboys?